Hey, what's up, everybody? On this episode of the Bullpen Podcast, listen to me and Paul McNeil talk about how his background aided in the creation of the Crypto Curator. We're going to talk a little bit about stable coins and adoption in the space and what to expect in the next few years from cryptocurrency and blockchain. Let's do it. All right. One more thing before we get to the podcast. In this podcast, The Crypto Bunny, any co-host and his guests do not give financial or investment advice and encourage you to do your own research on all topics mentioned. Do not invest into this market what you can't afford to lose. I bet I know what you're thinking. Is this really Morgan Freeman? Well, unfortunately not. But Lyndon thought it would be a good idea to use such a soothing voice for the legal mumbo-jumbo to smooth things over. Now, let's do it. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Play ball! the bullpen podcast number nine the crypto bully wow <laughs> he makes it look so easy and that ball has left the stadium hey what's up everybody i want to welcome everyone to episode 20 of the bullpen podcast powered by ecc now i'm your host the crypto bully also known as mr crypto carlton And here on this podcast, I like to get into the bullpen with some of the most interesting and influential individuals in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space to pick their brains about their opinions and see what they have going on. So today, really excited to have uh, this gentleman here on the podcast. I've been uh, following him more recently. He's doing a lot of awesome stuff, a lot of awesome stuff, and I'm happy to have him here. This guy is a speaker, brand evangelist, technologist. He is actually a U.S. Navy veteran which is super awesome, and the owner of the Crypto Curator. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest for today, Paul McNeil. How you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time just to jump onto the podcast. Um, and you know, let's just jump straight into it, man. Just for anybody who may be a little unfamiliar with you, why don't you just give them a little uh, backstory just on to, you know, how you became involved with uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency? Sure. Yeah, you know, I've always consider myself sort of be on the cutting edge of things. I like to be the early adopter. Uh, And so, of course, if anybody knows me, they know I live on Twitter. And uh, (laughs) I pretty much, again, my earliest recollection, I would have to say it's either Trace Mayer or the other gentleman from PR, and I'm going to forget his name now. But (laughs) I, I, I came across something they said on Twitter about Bitcoin. This was back in 2011. So it was a while back. And uh, I saw it and, and, and I was going back trying to find out exactly when I did find out. And I found a Facebook post that I posted. It was an actual CNBC article talking about Bitcoin. I did post it at that time. It was in 2011. So it was, it was early. Now, I will tell everyone, did I get into Bitcoin? No, I did not. I was skeptical as all get out. So it took me a while before I was able to pull that trigger to actually move myself in. 
Okay, so you've been in this for, I mean, you've known about it for a while. I think a lot of people, I know I surely wish I knew about it back in 2011. And I'm, I, mean, I guess it's kind of the same story because I think I caught first wind of it in like 2012. And I was just like, I was so close-minded. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> What's this? I don't think I want to get into it. So obviously things are very different now, man, but that's pretty awesome. So what was it that really, what was it that really kind of sparked your interest with it and kind of changed your mind? It was like, and you were kind of like, yo, I need to get into this space. Yeah, you know, um, after, you know, of course, seeing the tweets and starting to read the articles and eventually got myself around to the white paper. Again, I'm a, I have a tech background. So, but reading the white paper, which I tell a lot of people is not that long, really. It's, you know, nine pages, but, you know, take out the, the first couple pages on both sides and you're down to like six pages of information. Take out the parts in the middle that looks like French and you count <laughs> out four pages. So, you know, reading that and I was like, you know, I think this is some, this is going to be something. And so I kept paying attention to the news and because that's part of my background, I'll tell you that, that later. But as I began to pay attention to the news, the point that, was probably a decisive yes for me to know that this was something. And I used to tell people this all the time, listen, when I see big people start playing around with something, you know something's up. So the day the article came out that said Mark Andreessen from Andreessen Howitz was putting $25 million on the Coinbase, I was like, all bets off, baby. It's time to (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Nice. You knew something was going on. You was like, okay. There's something here. That's dope. That's super dope. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's, I think that was kind of the thing, too, that made me pay attention to it. When I started hearing about, like, you know, Goldman Sachs did the whole thing where they were talking about, oh, this is horrible. Yet, in the background, they're, like, buying Bitcoin and things like that. And then you hear about JP Morgan <laughs> Chase and doing the same thing. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Like, hold on. It's like, you're not going to tell me not to buy it. But then all of a sudden, you're buying it. Like, okay. Like, now I'm really, really paying attention. So, yeah, I really got serious and jumped in around 2017, man. Um, good, so, yeah, good. that makes a lot of sense. And let me tell you this. The fact that you said you have a background in news, that makes a lot of sense. Because, like, seriously, hands down. Obviously, you know, when I first found out about you through the podcast and things like that, I saw you. I went on your page. I clicked on a Crypto Curator. And then I subscribed to the, the, the daily emails. For me, stuff like that is huge. The reason why is because I don't have enough hours in a day to do everything I need to do. And when I first got started, I was really big into spending hours on research. But as I started doing this podcast, got involved with other projects, I didn't have the time. So for me, I was always looking for something that provided good news in a very round way, meaning covering a lot of different topics. Dude, the crypto curator is by far the best daily brief email I've ever seen. Seriously. And you cover, and it's so amazing because you cover so many different things, so many different topics. You know, you do the the five crypto, top five crypto asset prices. You do TA interviews. You do acceptance and adoption, which I super love because I love to keep uh, keep up with that. Altcoins. I mean, you you cover all types of topics and it's very link heavy in the best way possible because literally everything that you talk about in, in that email is sourced. It's sourced and you have links to the information. When I saw that, when I got the first email, I was like, yo, I was like, dude, like this is what I've been looking for forever. And literally, it's literally a morning ritual. I have a morning ritual. When I wake up, I drink two glasses of water. I flip over one of my uh, one of my rooted cards. It's kind of like, uh, you know, to get to get energy going. And then I check my phone and I read that daily email. <laughs> It is. It is like it's, I'm telling you, it's so I've told so many people about it. And I was like, look. Just you would thank me later. Just click here and it's subscribed to it. like it's amazing, man. I that's like how did you how, like 
what how <laughs> like i want to know how because it is amazing yeah. sure sure so as i was saying um i had the the fortunate opportunity to join uh, a roommate of mine and this was back in like 2003 start a company and to be all honest he started the company it was his i came on later to join him and it was around this whole idea of news curation and back in the day it was called press clippings there are other services out there that do it as well and so he had a background with media more so than i did uh, he was a press secretary for one of the congresswomen up on Capitol Hill. He worked for a company called AMS as a communication director. So he understood the, this world that he understood what it took to create a product that was going to help him. So when he launched his product, he immediately had a client in AMS. And then AMS got bought by CGI. That whole thing blew up. A lot of people from there left and went to a lot of the other companies, and they brought us along with them. So the company took off. And so what we did is we curated news information for almost the majority of Capitol Hill, part of the White House, OSTP, and also uh, for Fortune 500 companies. And so every day we would send an email, just like the one that I sent to the world of crypto, but we would send it into the C-suite. So all of the C-level executives would get a brief in the morning, they pop it up and read it. The great thing about this is that it kept them all on the same page. They all knew what was going on. Any mentions of their business, their competitors, or their industry was mentioned in this brief. And so they had a way to start. And we had it in their inbox before 7 a.m. That way, when they got into the office, that's the first thing they read. They went to the morning meeting. They could discuss any media. And off they went with their day. And so when I first got, well, as I was you know, learning more and more about crypto and things, and I was looking around, and I was like, I don't see anyone providing a comprehensive view of the crypto. Listen, there are a lot of great newsletters out there. And many of them, I actually, I would love to curate the newsletters that are out there because there's so many of them. But I try and tell people, I'm trying to make sure that people can see a little bit of everything that's going on. So that's where the whole idea came from. Wow. Very thankful for your background and what you turned that into. Because I'm, I'm telling you, like, it was, it was like when I saw that, e- I thought two things when I saw that email. One. Why did I not find it sooner? Because <laughs> it would have saved me so much time. Secondly, I was like, it's so much information in there. I'm like, how do you have time to sleep? Like, <laughs> like it's so it's so much awesome content in there. And I'm like, and you hit so many different areas that I have interest in where I feel like it's harder to search and find information on that. Like specifically, you know, you keep up with stable coins, you keep up with crimes that happen within the area. I mean, all of your information that comes through there, I'm just like, I'm like a kid in a candy shop, man. I'm Cause I love researching stuff. So, you know, for me, I feel like it's the perfect thing to have. Yeah. So part of that came from when I first started the, the newsletter, what, and, and I started this initially back at the end of 2016. And part of the reason for doing that is because people were getting scammed. And my very first issues of, of the crypto watch, and if I can probably send you some of them at the bottom of it, it highlighted, I, I was clear with the people. I said, listen, I'm not saying it's a scam. I'm saying you got to do your due diligence because I don't want them to come suing me because I was telling people they were scam. But I say you need to do your due diligence. It was on things like BitConnect, which I happen to be right on. USI Tech was another one that was out there. I had people, all these MLM type organizations. I'm like, guys, look, just go buy Bitcoin. Why are you trying to get involved with these other things? It makes no sense. So I wanted to show them that. And then I heard people would be saying stuff like, because Jamie Dimon come out, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a scam. I said, guys, I'm going to show you just how much stuff is going on to show you this is not a joke. 
there's so much stuff going on around the whole globe. The entire planet is being hit by this right now. You got to pay attention. And so that's why I would collect all those areas because I want to show people just how much is going on. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's awesome. That's, it's such a smart thing to do. I feel like, like I said, you know, I can go to a lot of different places, right. And I can get individual sections. I, you know, I can, I'm like a, here, I can get great TA here. I can do great. And you get great interviews here. I can learn about exchanges, but you, I literally like I've searched for it, you know, and I hadn't found good one, comprehensive one literally until you. So when I saw that, I was just like, man, like that is literally one of the first things I tell people to go look at now. I'm like, Hey, you are, especially if they're new, if you're new to crypto and you want a good place to find out about all the news, this is literally perfect. And this is perfect for anybody, but it's, I mean, it, it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. And you know, I realized that no one's going to be able to digest that much information in one day. And the reason it is, so this is my full-time gig, right? This is all I do. At the end of 2017, I said, sorry, I got to go. I'm too distracted. I was working for a data center provider selling data center space. And I told them, I was like, listen, I'm being honest with you guys. I can't stay here because I'm taking your money and I'm not going home studying how to sell data center space. I'm going home reading crypto. I'm getting up in the morning doing crypto. I come in here because I'm just trying to fill that part of the day obligation to you guys. But Crypto is where I need to be. So I decided to leave at that point and then to do this full time. And so from morning, I get up to the, I go to bed. And so I'm both a uh, a night owl and I'm an early bird. Right. So that, <laughs> most nice. people are like, how do you do that? Tribe military training for 10 years. And that's exactly how I <laughs> but, uh, but I get up and I, and, I, and I do this all day long because I am that, like I said, because they can't digest that much. I don't put the brief out because I think someone's going to read the whole thing every day. No, I do it so that it gives them a place to go that if they ever wanted to access someone who's looked through the links and decided, here's something that you need to see, that's what I'm providing. So that's why the archive's there. You can go back to any day. Well, I just started, relaunched it, I think, at the beginning of this year. But you can go back through the archives and look and you get access to the best podcasts that are out there. I curate all the best podcasts, the YouTube videos, the articles, blog posts, training. That down at the bottom, there's a resource section for beginners and for people that are trying to learn it, courses. I try to find everything to help people in the space. Yep. Yep. And it definitely shows, man. It is a one-stop shop for literally anybody that I could think of, new experience, whatever the case. And that's what I love about it. I mean, like you said, you got the resource section, you got the podcast section. Oh, and a big, a big thank you for for including me in there, man. I, I really appreciate that, honestly. Yeah, you're welcome. And it is, man. It's and it, I love it, right? Because me, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm like you similar. One, I'm that late night, early morning person. Uh, I've just kind of grown that way. And then secondly, I, I've dedicated all my time, you know, to this, I, I stopped the job that I was working on. I pretty much work on this podcast full time. So for somebody like me, that email is so essential because it really gives me great brainstorming ideas, things that make podcasts about potential people to talk to. So it's like, th- like that is my, you know, Bible in the morning when I wake up, like, this is how I keep up with everything. And I kind of go through it. And like I said, it's, it's, you know, Maybe not everybody would read everything in there. I definitely do. But it's still so much great information to pull from. And like you said, you have all types of resources, you know, YouTube videos, you know, everything. So it's like, you know, for you taking the time out to create something like this, like this, this, I mean, I can't say thank you enough, honestly, because I can only imagine how many people this is already helping and it has the potential to help moving forward. Because this, you know, this stuff like this is so important. 
Yeah, back in the day, there was a gentleman, and I'm going to completely mess it up if he listens to this. I apologize. <laughs> I don't remember his name. By the way, Max Kaiser was the other name. So Max Kaiser and Trace mm. are the first two people that I listened to. Okay. So the gentleman, he I believe he was from Switzerland, and he sent me an email, and he said, I just wanted you to know, thanks so much for doing what you do. He says, because you made us a lot of money. Now, to be clear, this was back when, of course, we were in the bull market. But what I did in... in the newsletter, I was really talking about Stellar and of course people say shitcoin, but it's true. I was talking about Stellar a lot because I don't think enough people were paying attention to the deals that they were doing, the partnerships they were making. And so apparently this guy paid attention. Apparently they must have put a lot of money in and they wrote it up and they made a lot of money off of it as a result. So things have changed, right? We're in a bear market now. My thing now is to I tell people, don't tune out, stay tuned in because and this is my saying, pay attention to the construction of the infrastructure, not the destruction of the price. Because there's a lot going on you got to pay attention to that's going to, it's going to matter when we get going again. It's going to be huge. Yes, I 100% agree because I pretty much tell people the same thing. I'm like, the great thing about being in a market like we are now, the noise has calmed down. So you can really hear and see everything around you a lot easier than you can do in a bull market. So if you pay close attention and look at what's happening, look at who's doing what deals, like you said, uh, partnerships being made, who's making moves, development that's taking place, you can really start to see what's, you know, what's happening. And that literally, uh, that right there is exactly the main reason, another reason why I love that email, because it is, it's like direct tap. It, it, it saves me so much time. Like it's ridiculous how much time it saves me. And it's, I'm so appreciative of that because I'm, like I said, I'm a research person. I don't mind sitting down for hours searching for something that I'm tapped into, but knowing, okay, there's somebody out here that's doing just that and doing it for a large amount of people. And, you know, I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, so, like seriously, man, I'm forever grateful for this. I'm I'm definitely a huge supporter, man. I mean, all that, all that, all that. I know this takes time and energy. I know it does because I do. I don't search half the stuff that's on that email, <laughs> and it takes. It literally takes forever. So you know, for you to be be putting that in, putting that time in to push this out and to do it for other people outside of yourself. Soup, like hats off to you, man. Like seriously. And I see stuff all day long and that's sort of how I do it too, right? I, I'm pretty much, you know, at my computer a lot, but I'll be on Twitter and I'll see an article that someone's posted and I will take and add that to it. I'll see a tweet storm that someone's put out and I'll try and highlight that. There's really some breaking uh, news information. I also have a Facebook group that I'll post that into that Facebook group, things like that. Just again, making sure people are paying attention I had spoken with the gentleman before and we were talking about, you know, sort of this, especially I was a radio man on a sub, talk about signal to noise ratio. And so I was telling him the same thing is that there are some things that, cause we were talking, I said, there are some things that I've seen that happen. And in the back of my head, I go, bam, that was it. That's a signal. That means something. Again, back to the end reason how I was putting 25 million to Coinbase. I'm like, that's going to do something. So I try to point that out to people when I see those things. I say, hey, listen, make sure you pay attention to this because this is going to have impact six months from now. Right. Yep. No joke, man. Man. And knowing knowing that you uh, you do all this research, I know you have really good knowledge. You can probably keep up with a lot of things that are going on. So I, de- I definitely got some questions for you, man. But um, I mean, just in general, like, what do you feel about the current state of crypto? And where, like, how, where do you feel like we're going to be going, say, within the next year? Like, how do you feel things are going to go just in general, I guess? So I'll hit it from two different sides. I'll hit it from the cryptocurrency side and from the blockchain side. From the cryptocurrency side, and this is what I was, again, talking about the other day, 
I like to tell people a couple things. One, I definitely will never, ever call myself an expert. I'm not a developer, right? The code base of a lot of this technology, right? Whoop, right over my head. A lot of the actual financial stuff of this, whoop, right over my head. So, But the sentiment from the news that I've collected and what I've been seeing, right now, a lot of people, including folks from Bloomberg, the folks that are actually in crypto, all the people that are talking, talking heads, We've got a while to go. You know, we were calling it crypto winter. I'm now starting to call it crypto ice age because the the sentiment, and again, this is what I believe, the sentiment is saying, we're going to be stuck here for a while. Vinny Linkham, this was in December, he said this. He said, we've got another three to six months to be between three and 6,000. And so far it's held up. And I think that we're going to continue to see that happen and play out. Now, again, you've got people that's like Murad, who's sort of called for us to go sub 2000, somewhere around 17 to 22 is what I believe he said. If you listen to Tone Vase, he says we're going sub 3000. If you listen to any of the folks that are really paying attention to this from the technical aspect, as well as just the fundamental aspect, the conditions that we're in right now, regulatory wise, custody wise, we're not at a place to where we can see new money flow into crypto and push this thing higher. You've still got manipulation that's out there. This is what the SEC is concerned about. You got Jake Travinsky, who's telling everybody, listen, and he's been spot on. He's told people time and time again, don't think you're going to get an ETF. And Hester Pierce said the same thing. Guys, this thing could take years for us to get an ETF approved. So everyone's trying to temper everybody. Don't look for any bull runs happening. We might not see that happen to 2020 or even 2021. A lot of people don't like hearing it, but that's what I'm seeing on the cryptocurrency side. Yeah, and I see. I agree with you so much on uh, pretty much everything that you said. And honestly, from a lot of conversations that I have with individuals like yourself that really pay attention to the space and keep up with the news and what's happening and really dig deep, they all we're all pretty much saying similar things, right? Uh, and I feel like that makes so much sense, right? Because I feel like what you just said was very realistic. And I feel like a lot of people have expectations, right? Of course, we all want to see blockchain and crypto do amazing thing and break barriers that haven't been broken in both the financial and the technology world. But at the same time, we still have to stay realistic, right? This is barely 10 years old. Everything is still very brand new. And just like you said, right? Something like an ETF can literally take years to happen. You know, we just, as far as uh, taxes, there's a lot of things that are that can still be developed. And it's going to take time. But, you know, by keeping up with everything that's going on, you can kind of read in between the lines and really feel like, you know, get a good idea of, of like the sentiment and where things, you know, are going, things like that. Like I, me personally, my opinion, you know, I feel like I definitely feel like based on technical analysis and, and other things as well, fundamental, I feel like sub K is definitely very possible. And I've just been kind of waiting on that. You know, um, I definitely don't feel like, it. you know, the winter is over. Like you said, I say I definitely feel like that's what it feels like. That's literally what it feels like. And to really kind of see what's going on and, and see what people are doing and the moves that are being made, I feel like everything kind of warrants that. So it'll be interesting, especially just over the next three months. I mean, just within this first quarter of this year to see kind of where things go, where price goes. And like you said, everything is still so small, you know market cap of crypto is ridiculously small compared to other things in the world. You know, I mean, even just comparing it to the, to the uh, stock exchange, you know, we're relatively small. So manipulation is a real thing. And that's something that I can absolutely understand why the SEC is worried about happening. So, you know, it, it is kind of one of those things that over time, we're just going to have to kind of pay attention, see what happens and then kind of gauge where we go from there. But I mean, in my honest opinion, I don't mind this market one, because I like it being kind of quiet. 
<laughs> it's nice. We're going through that bull run. It was loud. It was loud. Like, it was <laughs> fucking insane loud. Like it was, everybody was talking. Yep. I was just like, yo. And a lot of people that were talking weren't talking about shit. So it was, right. was kind of starting to get annoying. So I feel like we're at this calm and it's like, now we can really see what people are made of. The people that stick through this, they're really trying to do something. And I'll tell you, you know, and I just did the metrics for the, the brief last night blew me away to find out that, you know, overall, the actual list itself is still sort of, you know, teetering around. There are some folks that read, some folks that don't read, some folks unsubscribe, things like that. And in this bear market, a lot of people are sort of somewhat tuning out. But the actual opens are staying so consistent and actually increasing. And on a month on a monthly time frame, about eighty percent of my list is actually opening this up. And again, I'll be completely. Honest, you know, I got about a thousand, but that's about eleven hundred folks on the list right now. But of those folks, about eighty percent of them are actually opening and reading. And I push one out on Saturdays as well, and the same thing applies. So what I, what it's telling me is that some of the folks that I had on the list that weren't probably even interested in the first place, they're sort of taking a hike. But the people that really, really are there, they are still reading every single solitary day. It's impressive to see people still staying tuned in. So I'm happy. Yeah, see, and that's awesome for you to have insight into that and to see that firsthand because of the content you're pushing out. I think that's amazing. And that that's exactly what I like to see. Right. Because like you said, you know, of course, it may be emotionally sad or depressing because of the price of Bitcoin after we just had the massive bull run 17 and 18. And we know that. But at the same time, there's still so much happening. So just because price is low does not mean everything stops. You know, a lot of things keep moving. And that's the thing is that that's what I love about this market. It's so much easier to tap into that and see what's going on because a lot of people have finally shut up. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I'm like, now we can see, you know, what's really, what's really going on. And that's why I push stuff like what you're doing so much, you know, I'm like, because it's so important, especially right now. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, in, in, it's important now in a bear market, but in a bull market, it's even more important because it's everybody who knows who does research. The amount of BS and fake news that's out there is like ridiculous. Yeah, and that's it's right. Crazy. So to have a source like this that is completely comprehensive and talks all of these different subjects within blockchain and cryptocurrency is simply awesome as shit. Like, period. <laughs> it's amazing. And when you when you look at the blockchain side of things, right? What I tell people is, again, hypothetically, let's just say, you know, the cryptocurrency, let's just throw it away. We don't want to talk about crypto. Let's separate them as they, they call it, which I tell them you can't, but let's separate them. Right. If you look at blockchain, I mean, you've got, you know, JP Morgan's come out and said they're seeing marginal improvements to payments. Now, most people say, oh, that's just marginal. But do you know how large that is for JP Morgan to say any improvement, it, period? <laughs> but to yeah. say marginal improvement is still huge to say for JP Morgan. I.e. Jamie Dimon's company, Mr. Uh, it's a it's a scam. It's crap. So when you see that, then when you see ID platforms, you look at, you know, integration for Swift. When you look at electricity sharing companies, tracking diamonds, all of this kind of the application of blockchain technology, voting. I mean, the list goes on and on. Blockchain is here to stay. And I think it's honestly the building block and it's, it's part of the building block, the foundation of the fourth industrial revolution. So People need to pay more attention. Yep, I absolutely agree with that. And I do. The single most favorite part of reading your email when it comes to it is always the acceptance and adoption section because that's what I like to tap into. To me, that's like real world quantifiable what's happening. How are people taking 
cryptocurrency and blockchain and applying it to real life into a user adoptive type way. And to me, that's so important. That's that's the thing to pay attention to, because, I mean, it really is kind of you really can't separate it out, you know, the blockchain and the cryptocurrency. So, you know, to have to, to get all of that is so important. Yeah, within blockchain, a lot of people I try to tell them what we have to understand is there are a lot of blockchains. When so when people hear blockchain technology, the first question that should come from you is what blockchain? Are you talking Bitcoin's blockchain? Are you talking Hyperledger? Are you talking, you know, which blockchain, Ethereum blockchain, smart contract? There's a lot of things going on. So I always try to look at that too. And eventually at some point I might try and create a section to really highlight those different types of blockchains and who's taking adoption. Most of the adoption today is being done on some of the private blockchains, not so much the public blockchains. But there are some things that are being done, which the funny one today was, uh, uh, what was it? Yeah, uh, Wumbo, right? So Wumbo is on Lightning Network. And that's, you know, built on the Bitcoin blockchain. So people need to pay attention to what blockchain it is. Exactly. Yeah, that is very true. You know, having that underlying understanding of kind of where this technology comes from, where it started and kind of, I mean, again, you don't have to be an expert, right? Obviously, you don't have to be a developer, but it is definitely good to have a base understanding to know what's going on. You know, it's funny. I just did an interview the other day with a gentleman and one of the things that he's talking about, he talks about is like, you have to understand, right? A lot of projects take and repackage things that are already existent and then change a little bit here and there. You know, if you don't have that base understanding of the technology, then you may not even know that, you know, so it really it it really protects yourself. You know, it's like a buffer to have an understanding of to figure out, like, okay, what is the real risk assessment in this particular cryptocurrency or company based on what they're trying to do? Is it really something that can drive user adoption or is this literally just a repackaged version of Bitcoin and nothing's different? And then you see it all the time. You see literally I've seen so many things repackaged and then put a different name. And then that's literally it. And then somebody will hit me up and be like, oh my God, you have to look at this and check this out. (laughs) And I'm like, looking at it, I'm like, you realize this already exists like 10 times over, right? (laughs) So yeah, that's the thing with, with, if, if, and again, I had the, the fortunate opportunity to be around when, honestly, there was just Bitcoin. There was not even Litecoin yet. And wow. then Litecoin is a spinoff from Bitcoin. Right. right? And then you get Ethereum that comes along, but that's because Vitalik wanted to do things on Bitcoin that they didn't allow him, permit him to do. So he said, I'm going to start this up. Yep. All this stuff comes out because it's just like religion, right? You got this one religion and somebody doesn't believe what you believe, so they're going to spin off <laughs> and do their own. And all of a sudden yeah. you got that, and it's the same thing with blockchains. Yeah, it exists. That's why it's, it's always fun. Like when we look at uh, hard forks that happen and stuff like that, to me, watching those debates is always so interesting. And it's it, I can almost be comical at the same time because I'm like, like what the hell? Like, like for example, obviously with the Bitcoin, when they were arguing about the, uh, the, the, the size. And I'm just like, it, and like, and it's funny because people were literally preaching it like it was damn near religion. Like, no, we're not going to increase the blocks. What do you mean increase it past two megabytes? Like, that's insane. And then the other side is like, what? Why would you? Care? And I'm just like, really? Like, is this is this what we're doing? Is this this is the thing that has garnished all the attention? You know, and it, I mean, and again, everything's still new, right? So you're going to have that. At the end of the day, humans are still humans. So, you know, they're going to they're going to act human like. But yeah, some of these uh, conversations are definitely interesting and just just. It kind of mind blowing, honestly. 
It really is. And it, it's just like, it's just like the constitution, right? The fathers that wrote the constitution, they knew what they were doing because they were like, we're going to make this so difficult in order <laughs> to make a change. You people got to pretty much kill each other. And the right. same thing happened with Toshi Nakamoto. He's made Bitcoin to where I tell you what, consensus between nodes, miners, developers, good luck. Have a nice day. <laughs> too. Everybody has their viewpoint. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I know it was like he came over, dropped the, you know, saying some gold, a diamond, and some silver, and was like, all right, y'all figure it out. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, wait a minute, hold on. So it was like, it was, you know, it was, it was genius, but it was, you know, it's also like, oh shit, at the same time, because it's like, we really, I mean, we really have to figure this out for ourselves, you know? And I mean, I think that was, that was pretty clever just within itself, just because it's, it's, it really does allow humans to be humans. And it, it, it I feel like it, changes things in a way to where it's like okay where is this going what is the evolution or revolution going to be of this technology that hits on such major levels obviously being technical and financial it's just like all bets are off anything can happen so and that's what i you know what it's funny i'm literally sitting here <laughs> i'm sitting here staring um i'm staring at the email that uh, you sent out uh for today for the 30th mm-hmm. and you have <laughs> you have a quote from patrick star character on spongebob that is the funniest that's awesome <laughs> dude <laughs> like yeah, i you couldn't know. resist i had the, i had another friend who did the same thing he sent me a message over on signal and he was like i am laughing out loud right now but you know I, I told them, I said, you know, you know, you've got the millennial generation building this stuff because between Harry Potter and SpongeBob, <laughs> <laughs> the names of these projects are hilarious. I, you are not joking. You are not joking. I, yeah, I've definitely seen some really interesting stuff when it comes to project names and just, oh my God, like it's insane. It and is. man, see, that's, it's funny, right? I talk to people about my podcast, right? And they, they I've had a couple of people tell me, they're like, yo. Like, we love your podcast, but they were like, it, it sounds like you're shilling, you know, what, what are you doing or who you're interviewing? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I can understand that, but you have to understand, right? I'm really about blockchain and cryptocurrency. Like, I'm really passionate about this. I really love this. So my thing is that when I find something that I feel is of great value, it's like, for me, it's a no brainer. I'm like, uh, duh, I'm going to share this with everybody, as many people as I can, because I feel like they can really pull something from it. So. When a person is dealing with me, I'm not the guy who's going to compromise like, oh, okay, they're going to give me this check. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about this, even though I don't mess with it. Literally anything that I've done on my podcast, I'm 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 either doing it or would do it. If I wouldn't, I'm not going to say anything because there's probably a problem. So, you know, when I when I think about this, like I'm like this literally no joke. Anybody that's listening, please, I'm telling you, check this out. Like this is. This is huge. This literally changed how I spent my time when dealing with cryptocurrency and blockchain. It was that huge for me. And if it's that huge for me, I know it has the potential to be that huge for other people. You know, this literally saves me so much time. And, you know, again, I can't <laughs> I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, man. Yeah, this this is pretty dope. Not only that, and then you also do, I think if I if I remember correctly, don't you have like uh you can send like text and you can get the information via text too, right? Um, no, I haven't set up. So one of the things that I decided to do, and I recently launched a Patreon type of account, um, is creating, I love privacy. Um, ever since I've watched movie Snowden, I've been a privacy guy. Now all of a sudden I'm trying to switch everything I can to privacy, but, uh, I'm probably going to be setting up a wire group 
if you've ever used Wire, it's a phenomenal platform. But I'm probably going to set up groups there to get folks into there to do talking. A lot text texting groups are starting to catch on a lot more than they were before now. So I might begin to do something along those lines. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw an email about that too. I want to check that out for sure. Definitely going to look into that, man. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, what you're doing is definitely, definitely dope, man. So much information on that note, man. And speaking of that, you know, one thing, one thing, another section that I often look at, right, is uh, when I read your your emails are the stable coins, right? How do you feel about stable coins? Because I've heard a lot of people talking, obviously, right? There's so many of them now in existence. You know, Gemini has a stable coin. Coinbase has a stable coin. Obviously you have Tether, you know, true USD, all of these stable coins. Right. And I started to hear a lot more people saying like, okay, we think stable coins may really be something that ends up being big in the future, just in terms of price fluctuation and what they can be utilized for. I mean, I guess, how do you feel about that just in general? Yeah. You know, stable coins, one of those things that I too am getting my head around. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day and was talking about you know stable uh, maker DAO is who who was they were discussing that particular project and and again some of this goes well over my head because now you're mixing this whole technology with financial type uh, situations and it's it's a lot more than I can comprehend but I'll tell you this on the big scale I do understand the purpose of stable coins and how they're being used and they're going to have a place. Uh, I believe it was an article that was written late last year that talked about 2019 being the year of stable coins. And like you said, at first it was just Tether. And then now we've got an explosion of stable coins everywhere. Even governments are beginning to look at launching stable coin type projects, Iran being one of them. So I think, yes, I think stable coins can become that medium of exchange even before Bitcoin becomes a medium of exchange. And people begin to use them because, again, you can use it just like a dollar. The challenge is, is how they get pegged. There's three separate types of pegs. You can peg it with fiat. You can peg it with crypto. You can have some algorithmic type peg. Uh, again, that's when it goes over my head. I don't know which one of these is going to be best and which one will win out in the end. Yep, definitely agree with you there. And that's I think that's the thing that I'm most interested to see what happens, because I think definitely stable coins, I think people will like them just because it offers kind of like a safety, you know, they feel like, okay, I won't buy this today. And then tomorrow it's like down 50%. You know, I feel safe that if I exchange this, you know, I can use it for this, uh, whether it's from a purchasing aspect, using it to buy services or goods, or even from a trading aspect, you know, obviously a lot of people use Tether and certain stable coins to, you know, if they're not going to be actively trading at the moment, but they don't want to, you know, uh, pull out in the fiat, they'll just throw it into Tether or they'll throw it into, you know, USDC. So, I definitely, I could see how stable coins would definitely kind of change the market a little bit. And definitely, I feel like it would be interesting, especially governments, if they get involved and start making basically digital versions of fiat and how they peg it, like you said, because that's, yeah, to me, that's just an interesting topic. So, I mean, to think like, okay, one day there might be like a Fed coin <laughs> and it's going to be paid to different currencies around the world and it's going to be used utilized basically the same as the dollar but i feel like when that happens that's going to be really interesting because if governments take that on i feel like okay you know how are these huge big box companies gonna follow or is that going to be something that they definitely offer as a means of of currency when purchasing or using their services because i mean you know to think of something like a like a walmart or something offering that that it would just be super interesting. 
Yeah, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Amazon. Exactly, Amazon. You, you know, that's crazy. I mean, you're talking about companies that create so much revenue. Like it's insane. It's and insane. How, yeah, how much? How much transactions they do? I would be interesting just to see a blockchain handle just a load that huge. Like the amount of transactions that would have to run through that blockchain would be massive. So to see a test of that from that perspective would be, I think, the most interesting thing of all, in my opinion. To see, like, okay, yeah, like, all right, can we? Can they compete with Visa? Can they compete with Mastercard? You know, in in ex- actual execution, can we make this happen? So, yeah, man, it's it's definitely dope. Yeah, and that's one of the things with uh, with stable coins is that again, like I mentioned, Iran, but also this uh, gun maker that came out it was in the news today talking about Freedom Coin, right? I mean, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to begin. And if you've ever seen, um, and I don't know if you're familiar with this movie, it's called Demolition Man. It's uh, Wesley Snipes and um, Sylvester Stallone. Yep. It's coming true. I mean, that society, I mean, all they used was tokens. It was a tokenized society. They had all of the the monitoring stuff, just like China's looking to do. I mean, granted, the only thing that was there was Taco Bell was the only restaurant. I don't know if I like that part, but yeah, I know. And, it's, and, it, it, and when I really think about it, right, when I think about cryptocurrency, it really makes sense in the direction that everything else is going, right? Because what I feel like we're starting to see a lot more of, right? And I think about when it started with like Uber, Airbnb, you're seeing these things that basically give opportunities to everyday people to be able to become a taxi driver, a hotel. So it's like, when you think about that from a cryptocurrency perspective, it's like, that's what's happening on a financial level. So when you think about that, the fact that anybody, you know, it's like, okay, anybody can go out and just, you know, create a currency for the use of this and that and things like that, right? That's obviously very interesting just to kind of see how things manifest. But it's at the same time, it's like, okay, it's not surprised. I'm not as surprised when I think about it from that perspective. But I mean, of course, obviously the technology itself is, I feel like it's just amazing and completely revolutionary in a sense. It's like, yeah, I really want to get, I really want to get to a place to where it's like, this is something that everybody is familiar with and talking about, because I feel like once we get to that, the type of things that are going to come from it are going to be crazy. So, I mean, it's just like the internet. When the internet first took off, you know, when things went crazy, you know, seeing what came after the dust settled was the most awesome part because then you get the Amazons and the Ebays and things like that. So I'm ready to get to that space to see like, okay, who, you know, who's, who's in this space and really doing things, you know? Yep. That's true, man. So true. Makes a lot of sense, man. And there's so much stuff going on, man. Uh, another thing that I keep hearing about is the the crypto uh, the Cryptopia hack. I was like, like again, they're still draining money from that. Still draining money, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it, it's stuff they see, and I'm I'm kind of sitting over here like one eyebrow up, like, all right, what's going on? Like, ser- like what's really going on? You know? Because I'm like, that's to me, that's that's insane. And that's why I try to tell everybody, I'm like, hey, listen, you know, learn about this stuff. Don't put yourself at risk with a lot of these projects because you really don't know yet. I mean, one thing I can say for certain is that Bitcoin hasn't has been battle tested for 10 years. Right. So nothing has happened with Bitcoin. If you're going to do anything, stick with Bitcoin for the most part. And again, I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist, but it just makes sense. Right. To the point to say some of these other projects out there, they're still bugs, there's still stuff going on. Things not completely known with those projects and the teams behind them and how they're built. With Bitcoin, we at least know for the last 10 years has been solid. Exactly. And you know what? I tell people that all the time. That was one of the biggest things that I found out 
when I started. So I, I help out with a coin called ECC. The lead developer on that coin is really awesome. He's very open. He talked to me a lot in the beginning um, and things like that. But it, it gave me so much perspective into the fact that not only is this new, a lot of people do not know what they're doing, like period. You know, I mean, it's too new to know what you're doing. So it's just like thinking about it. And I and I think about it because, you know, projects that come out that have a lack of transparency, devs don't communicate, you know, things like that. It it worries me as an investor. If I'm thinking about looking into purchasing a coin, I'm looking at all of that white paper team, like everything all together. And that's the thing is that there is like. I think people underestimate how difficult it really is to develop this technology. And and it's like when you think about that, it like li- like I'm literally invested in two coins. That's it. There's others that I know I'm going to get invested to but kind of looking to see, you know, look things get a little bit further, see what they have going on, but I think a lot of people underestimate that or don't even think about it. And that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, you have to understand a lot of stuff that we see, especially during bull markets, is probably smoke and mirrors. And not everything that is going on with the coin is necessarily told to the community. So you have to understand that there's things that you're probably more than likely not hearing or seeing that could potentially be issues in the future. So it's just, I mean, you know, you see, I mean, especially now the bear market, you know, uh, uh, Bulwark just had an issue and, you know, they're like, hey, you know, basically we don't have enough money to keep going. Sorry, we're closing the doors. You know, you see how it happened with uh, um, Ethereum Classic. Like, this is real. Like, this is, you know, this is a test right now to see who did well in those uh, ICOs that raised tens of millions of dollars and see, you know, if they manage the money correctly, what they're doing with the funds, if these teams can stay solid. It's it's real out here. And that's the one thing I do love about the bear market. I feel like it really is kind of causing the projects that really are handling things to kind of come to the forefront and the ones that have issues. It's like you really can't hide it anymore now. That's right. You can't hide. Nope. If you got issues, you got issues. So yeah, man. <laughs> uh man, so many so much stuff to talk about, man. I can I can talk all day, man. Um, but man, why don't you go ahead and just let everybody know, man, where can they find you? Where can they, you know, uh um get subscribed to the the crypto curator and things like that? Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, they can visit the website at www.thecryptocurator.com. And again, follow me on Twitter is probably the fastest and easiest and best way. And you probably get an instant response from me if you do follow me on Twitter. And that's at underscore crypto curator as well. But yeah, no, I, I, I love being involved in the community, love talking with folks, like connect. I'm a big connector too as well. So I like connecting people up and putting them in contact with the right folks, things like that. Nice. Likewise. Yeah, I feel the same, man. It's like, man, if the people who, who are like me and you are really trying to, you know, further the space and help people, man, I'm I'm super, I'm an open book, man. So yeah, that's, that's definitely, man. You always have an open invitation to come back onto the show. For everybody who's listening, I'm definitely going to have links to all of his information in there. So you'll be able to click straight to it and get to it. But I'm telling you, I, I encourage people, I'm telling you, check it out. <laughs> I'm, this is not a game. Well, you know, it, like I said, it's, it's not too many, um, news sources that I push out that I feel like are so comprehensive in cover. Like this is literally the first one that I've seen. So where I felt like, Hey, anything in area you want to know, like check out this email because there's going to be something in there. there there's going to be something in a damn near every area you can think of in crypto. And I'm like that to me, that's amazing. So yeah, I'm telling you everybody check it out. 
ASAP. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, man, no problem. So, um, again, man, I'll be in touch, man. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. And, yeah, man, I can't wait to drop this and let the whole world hear it. It'd be fun. be fun. Thanks a lot for having me on, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks. We'd like to thank everyone for your support here at the Bullpen Podcast all season long and look forward to having you at the next episode. We'd also like to give a special thanks to the team behind the scenes that make this show possible. Today's show notes can be found on our website at thebullpenpodcast.io forward slash post show stats. Also, don't forget to like and retweet us at one bullpen podcast. That's the number one bullpen podcast. And to watch Lyndon do some exciting and probably some weird things too, tune into the Snapchat at the Crypto Bully. That's at the Crypto Bully. It's been a pleasure, and see you at the next show. Good night, everyone.